This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, March 23rd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Doing good, buddy. Uh, just ready to uh, go for a new week as we had a uh, pretty good weekend. We had a three-dayer uh, as far as no shows yesterday, but uh, you had a three-day weekend. I had a two, but it was a refreshing one. Uh how are you doing, my friend? Doing well. A little tired. Drove back up from Southern California yesterday. And, uh, you know, that drive always takes a little bit of a toll on me. Um, you know, it's always hard to sleep in a hotel. So, uh, you know what? I'll get through, but excited to have a brand new show for you guys today. Yeah, we are here, man. It is Tuesday the 23rd, as you said, and uh, ready to uh, rock it. So exactly. let's do this, huh? So uh, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Now, Tony, we know that impersonating an officer is a crime. However, Mm -hmm. if an officer impersonates an officer, does it cancel itself out? Uh, I'd still say it's a crime because you're not being truthful of who you are. I mean, at least you're an actual uh, enforcement of the law. You're still not being who you are. That's shady business. I have to say, no bueno. Exactly. Well, in this case, it wasn't impersonating an officer for the case of uh, doing something illegal, utilizing that power. It was for a different reason, but a Huntington Peach, Huntington Peach, Huntington Beach police, Huntington Peach, a Huntington Beach police officer is facing charges after allegedly creating a dating profile using the information of a fellow officer who began dating his ex-girlfriend. Prosecutor said Friday. Stephen Tennant, a 32 year old Yorba Linda resident, is charged with two misdemeanor counts of internet impersonation for the purpose of harming, intimidating, threatening, or defrauding, the Orange County District Attorney's Office said in a news release. Tennant is accused of using a photo and personal phone number of the other officer to create a profile on doublelist.com, a dating website. The officer's information was posted to the website twice in September 2020 after he began dating Tennant's ex, according to the DA's office. The victim became aware something was up when he started getting texts from people he didn't know referencing the dating ads, prosecutors said. The victim 
officer told a supervisor he was being harassed, and Huntington Beach police opened an investigation. This is not boys will be boys or cops will be cops behavior. The Orange County DA Todd Spitzer said in a statement, it is curious and beyond disturbing that a sworn police officer would engage in such reckless behavior to endanger the safety of a fellow officer. Tenant could face up to two years in county jail if convicted on both counts. He's scheduled to be arraigned on May 5th. And, uh, you know, they didn't have to go far to open that investigation. Obviously, it was just uh, you know, probably it, to the cubicle over. It was in-house. <laughs> yeah, way to go, Carl. Burn. <laughs> yeah, definitely good, good, uh, good teammate there. Well, and it's crazy to think that uh, you know police officers who are there to uphold the law and uh, essentially do no wrong. You know, as far as uh, it goes, you know they they have their personal beefs, and in this case, it played out. Uh, you know, whenever love or a love triangle is involved, you know, makes Oof. people do crazy you know things. Yeah, it reminds me. Uh, when I was younger, and I know we'll have a segment later on today's show with 90s Kid, but uh, back when AOL Messenger was a thing, uh, my neighbor, he was dating the girl next door to uh, him, and when they broke up, he gave her phone number out on the Messenger and said, for a good time, call Jenny and oh, put no. her number. Oh, yeah. I mean, stupid kids, right? You You think, like, your heart's broken, so you do something silly like that. Oh, man, you can hear the phone ringing and ringing, and then you hear the dad, Jenny, the phone keeps ringing! <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty bad days, you know? You just don't do that, but uh, yep. kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah, that was the next evolution of etching it on a bathroom stall. Yeah, Oof. rough <laughs> stuff, man, rough stuff. Well, you know what's not rough is today's show. We have a wonderful show lined up for you guys today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Is it fuck? Tuesday. Yeah, it is. And as we do on Tuesdays, we've got Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We have a segment called Real Michael Scotts, if you're an Office fan. Our call-in topic today is Hurry Up and Wait. We have a segment called 90s Kids. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And we've got a little thing we talk about each day. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe uh, you uh, impersonated an officer and you were an officer and maybe it cancels each other out. We want to know about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now it is the second segment of this show, and that means Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is It's Tuesday. Not quite Wednesday. It's just Taco Tuesday. March 23rd, and here's your Filippo Fest. Bye! 
Dr. Oz is the latest individual to step in the hosting seat of Jeopardy. The Boondocks reboot is confirmed for a 2022 release date. Yeah, say that three times fast. On uh, HBO Max. The Snyder Cut of Justice League. If you want to sit through another four hours of fun, it's getting a black and white release. Nope. (laughs) The LA box office is back. A 1,100% increase in returns for Friday. Well, no, duh. They opened the doors finally. Yep. Walt Disney Company allowing employees to return to offices starting July 4th. Oh! Oh! <laughs> and that's your Filippo Fast Five. Kind of all over the place. <laughs> uh, so this last Friday, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier debuted on Disney+. Plus. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. Yep. Um, okay, good. You did. I did. Um, I did as well. Well... Two weeks after the end of WandaVision, Marvel already has another hit. Disney Plus announced that Falcon and Winter Soldier's premiere weekend was the biggest yet of any of the series on the streaming service. Disney Plus did not provide exact viewership numbers for the premiere. However, it did mention that Falcon and Winter Soldier stands above WandaVision and the season two premiere of The Mandalorian, with the trio compromise or sorry, composing the top three most watched premieres on the platform. During its annual shareholders meeting this month, Disney announced that its streaming service had reached 100 million subscribers since its launch 16 months ago. The success of WandaVision and The Mandalorian, as well as movie releases like Pixar Soul and Raya and the Last Dragon, likely played a major role in boosting the popularity of the Disney Plus service. Falcon and Winter Soldier began its six-episode run on March 19th, with new episodes debuting every Friday on Disney Plus for the next few weeks. There are currently no announcements for a second season, though Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige has confessed that some ideas are being bounced around. On the horizon for Disney Plus original series, Marvel would be Loki on June 11th. The studio is eyeing release dates before the end of the year for Hawkeye and Miss Marvel. Um, I gotta say, um, I really enjoyed... Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier this week. It was it was a good in the vein of uh, Captain America Winter Soldier slash Civil War and vibe to it. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything in case no one's watched it yet. What say you? So, uh, and we'll dive deeper into it when we record our next Proton Pack podcast. But, um, you know, unlike WandaVision, where it just juts you into the middle of things and it's slowly giving you sort of the background, this sort of takes the opposite, where, you know, this first episode was a little on the slow side, building up sort of the backstory of what's happening and where these characters are right now. And I have a feeling from episode two moving forward, it's going to take off from there. I do, too. And I got to just say, Falcon, um, he definitely, Sam makes a good fishing boat captain, right? <laughs> we got shrimp. We got shrimp scampi, shrimp cocktail. <laughs> we was shrimping. Anyways, <laughs> well, check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so this last, uh, as we typically do on Mondays, we do the box office report on uh, the entertainment news. Well, we didn't do a show yesterday live, so today's box office report. Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon is the number one at the box office for the third consecutive weekend in a row. Movie theaters in Los Angeles opened up back last weekend which had a major impact on this weekend's numbers ryan the last dragon star kelly kelly marie tran 
Uh, they appeared on stage at the El Captain on Friday to welcome audiences back into theaters and received a huge reaction from the shocked audience. Um, as of this uh, article, the animated family movie earned over $71.2 million globally. Reopened movie theaters across North America have now crossed the 3,000 mark as Cinemark and AMC welcome moviegoers back. This weekend marked the first time that Los Angeles has been the number one box office earner in the nation since before the pandemic took place. <clears throat> On Friday and Saturday alone, the Los Angeles market earned over $1 million in ticket sales, which is well ahead of New York, which reopened its movie theaters. Regal is still closed, but is believed they will be opening soon, which will see another box office boost across North America. These are all fantastic news here, right? Yep. All good. Tom and Jerry was able to keep its number two spot this weekend after earning $3.8 million. Like Raya and the Last Dragon, Tom and Jerry can also be streamed from home. In its four weeks in theaters, the animated family movie has brought in just over $77 million globally. Historical, historical drama The Courier debuted at number three with $2 million. It stars ben, Benedict Cumberbatch as Gravel Wynn, a British businessman who was recruited by the Secret Intelligence Service to deliver messages to secret agent Oleg Penkowski in the 1960s. Chaos Walking fell to number four, bringing in $1.9 million. Uh, the movie stars Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland. The Croods in New Age was able to keep its number five spot, earning 620000 The animated movie has been in theaters for 17 weeks and has earned $160 million globally. Boogie, the movie about boogers or basketball, whoever you ask, <laughs> fell to number six, bringing in six hundred k. The Marksman, a.k.a. Taken 9, landed in seventh. Uh, Liam Neeson's uh, action thriller earned four hundred eighty thousand as of this uh, as of this article. It's earned eighteen million dollars globally. Wonder Woman eighty four came in at number eight with four hundred sixty. The sequel earned one hundred sixty five million globally since debuting last year. Uh, the Little Things took the ninth spot, while The Father took the tenth uh, with three hundred forty k and three hundred twelve k respectively. So. All great things coming out of the box office this week. Um, just, uh, we know we have uh, Kong versus Godzilla coming in this week. So, uh, should be uh, a new champ at the box office. But, man, it's good to see uh, the kid movies like The Croods, Tom and Jerry, and Ryan the Last Dragon uh, getting the uh, box office back in track, man. What say you? Good news, everyone. Yeah, it's awesome that you know theaters are opening again, uh, even if it is you know limited seating. But I find it interesting that you know Raya could have done even better this weekend if Cinemark didn't refuse to carry it. Uh, they won't carry it because it's also on uh, Premier Access on Disney Plus, and so they're upset about that. But uh, ultimately, that you know shouldn't hold them back. But right. uh, you know, it, it's good news regardless. Yeah, I, th I feel like in this time, uh, you know, in this day and age, if you want to get your box office back in action, you've been on the shelf for about a year, you're not going to be picky what you're playing. Right. Like, you know, just because it's streaming, it doesn't mean everybody's paying $30 to watch Raya and the Last Dragon. They may want to spend that 30 bucks to take the family to a matinee to your theater and give you the money. So 
it, it makes no sense to uh, discriminate against that. I, it's it's kind of frustrating to hear that news, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, and I'll tell it's, you, it's not good business, man. Not the, good business. It's petty. That petty that, business that applies to me specifically. I was planning on taking the boys uh, over the weekend. The closest theaters to us were Cinemark theaters. Wanted to take them to see Riot and the Last Dragon. I'm not going to pay thirty bucks to see it on uh, Disney Plus. They lost out on my money because uh, they weren't playing it. No, absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to getting in the theaters. Um, I, I know this uh, coming weekend I'll be here in Nevada. I'm, I'm hoping that you and I will be able to catch uh, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. So I guess I have some catching up to do before this weekend if we see that because I have not watched Skull Island and I did not watch the last Godzilla. So. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely catch up because I want to see yeah. that and I want to see it on opening weekend. And 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 those would be, I'd imagine, a lot more entertaining than the first two hours of the Snyder Cut. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap! I watched that sucker. I watched that sucker. Oh, so I had to do the review for the pop culture kaboom, and we were going to discuss it on Proton Pack. So for me, it was like a journalistic assignment to watch this movie. I did want to watch it, but man, I had to chomp through four hours of this thing, and it took me three days and a lot of naps to get through it. <laughs> and it's not—it's just the pacing of it. It just yeah. takes a bit to get into it. But when you get into the action stuff, not bad. It just—what a snoozer to get through. Yeah, and that's so another I'm looking one. Looking forward to watching the other ones. Yeah, Whew. that's another one we'll dive a little bit deeper into when we do our next proton pack. Yeah, looking forward to that, but. Uh, with that being said, to still sticking in the world of movies, um, we know uh, that Resident Evil has a new movie coming out. It has nothing to do with the Paul Anderson, Mila Jovovich movies. In fact, this new one is titled Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. It's going to be focused more on horror than the last film franchise. Director Johannes Roberts says one of the main locations of his film will be creepy as beep. Uh-huh. It's a brand new origin movie that will adapt both the first and second Resident Evil games. The new big screen adaptation is a completely new film franchise. 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 Hard on Tuesday. <laughs> franchise. Franchise unrelated to the massively successful franchise from Paul W. S. Anderson. Uh, to kick off the new Resident Evil cinematic world horror movie, director Johannes Roberts was tapped to deliver a scarier movie. The big thing for the movie is tone. The thing I loved about the games is they were just scary as hell, and that is very much what I wanted to to make with this. That's the atmosphere. It's the rain. It's the constantly dark scene. It's creepy. Raccoon City is kind of a rotten character in the movie, and it's sort of the atmosphere in the games I wanted to put in film. He says um, that he his inspiration is from John Carpenter, movies but not what you not the ones you think he's a huge john carpenter fan took that in how he tells the claustrophobic siege movies i took movies like assault on precinct 13 the fog um and that's where he got his inspiration so he wants to make this creepy as f and the movie will be out later this year um it looks september 3rd is when it comes out so looking forward to uh seeing the trailers and uh you know the the original Resident Evil movies before they get made so many of them were actually not too bad. So I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, he Johans brings to the screen. Yeah, you know I'm 
this is the first I'm hearing of it, so I'm excited in that fact. Um, you know, the original Resident Evils were okay for what they were, you know, given the fact that they were comic book movies, but the level, the bar has been raised so much now that, uh, you know, it deserves a true adaptation. It sounds like that's what they're going to go for with this. Well, if Mortal Kombat's any indication oh, next yeah. month, this uh, this could be really good, so... Yeah. But that's your movie and entertainment news today. Let's roll on to them birthdays. It's my birthday! It's my birthday! All right. So I took a little of yesterday's birthdays and a little bit of birthdays today, kind of combined it into one birthday cake celebration. <laughs> Legally Blonde star who won an Academy Award and Golden Globe Award, uh, leading for her role in Walk the Line. Her other films include Hot Pursuit, Water for the Elephants, Cruel Intentions. That was a good one back in the day. Sweet Home Alabama and Fear. Roller coaster scene, right? Am I right? Reese Witherspoon, still a hottie at 45. NFL defensive end, who was named Defensive Player of the Year in 2012, 2014, 2015, was a longtime Houston Texan before he got the hell out of town and jetted to Arizona. J.J. Watt is 32. What is I saying? Mr. James T. Kirk from Star Trek and T.J. Hooker. William Shatner is 90. Weird fun fact, Christian and I have seen William Shatner twice, randomly. Yep. Just seen him <laughs> twice. Uh, Agent Jimmy Woo in the 2018 film uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and the 2021 miniseries WandaVision. Uh, Mr. Uh, Randall Park is 46. And I'll blaze through the rest. Carrie Russell, a.k.a. Zori Bliss, is 44. Uh, star wide receiver, formerly of the Broncos, Jets, Dolphins, Bears, and any other team you could think of. Brandon Marshall is 36. Laura Winslow, Kelly Shying Williams is 45, and Bob Costas, no red eyes today, buddy, 69. Those are your celebrity birthdays for the 22nd and the 23rd. Happy birthday, kids. Right on. Well, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it's Tuesday. We'll be going through Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. RoughRiders! Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages! We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are all over social media, with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now, being in that it is Tuesday, we like to uh, do Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, Rough Riders is a local 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the transport of dogs from the outlying rural shelters where they may not have a chance at survival, bringing them here to the metro area, working with uh, local nonprofits, uh, local rescues and shelters to find them homes, give them a second chance at life. 
you want more information about Rough Riders, head over to roughriders.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. And without further ado, let's get into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old gray badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo. Yeah, for a Tuesday, it's an awfully uh, uplifting song. So it, it, it really you is. You know, I always like when the old cow goes moo. Exactly. All right, let's get into our first animal tale. <coughs> well, in a hilarious video, a seagull is seen stealing a bag of chips from a superstore in Aberdeen. Uh, I believe Aberdeen, Washington. The whole act of theft was captured on camera and shared on Facebook. This has to be the cutest shoplifter you'd ever see. In an astonishing yet hilarious video, a seagull is seen stealing a bag of chips from a superstore in Aberdeen. The whole act of theft was captured on camera, which amused everyone who saw it. The neat way the seagull enters the store and does its job can give any professional thief a run for his money. This is probably the only crime video that has people going wow with amazement. In the video clip, a seagull like can... wow, man, <laughs> a seagull can be seen lurking outside a store, probably trying to figure out a way to enter. Once the automatic door opens by a customer passing by, it grabs the opportunity to enter sneakily. It goes straight for the kill, a bag of chips, and swiftly walks out, seemingly after realizing how the automatic door works with the sensors. The ending of the video is what surprised us the most. As soon as the bird steps out of the store with the snack, it drops the pack on the floor and punches it with its sharp beak a few times to rip it open. Once it makes a hole in the pack, it wastes no time in noshing on the salty chips. The video was shared on a Facebook page, Aberdeen in Color, by one Neil Trainer, and has left the viewers in splits. The video was captioned with, Goals don't care for the concept of ownership or trade and has clocked in 2.6 million likes and has been reshared more than 6,000 times so far. Comments like, Mr. Siegel is well known, for, uh, well known to solicitors of the city. The automatic door never works for me, but it works for a seagull. And knew what he was waiting, uh, wanting and doing will light up your mood. And we'll post this on our Facebook page so everybody can watch the video. Uh, it's fun, you know. It's, it's a lighthearted story about, uh, you know, just animals doing funny things that you wouldn't expect yeah it's especially birds it's just what do you do you can only you can only you can't really get mad about it i mean it's just you watch it and you're like oh that's funny so there you go <laughs> exactly well yeah now we go from funny and lighthearted to a little more serious now <laughs> in a few weeks a natural spectacle will take place across the united states one that is not found anywhere else in the world. Billions of cicadas that have spent years patiently growing in complete darkness will finally emerge perfectly in sync for a raucous party in the sun. Oh, no. <laughs> it's been... You know, it's... yikes. Are you looking for a sound bite to drop there, Tom? I, yeah, I was, but I, yeah, I couldn't find it. Oh, so no. We're okay. All right. Well, it's been 17 years, and... The periodical insects known as Brood X are back. When the world last glimpsed the cicadas, Facebook was brand new, theaters were showing Spider-Man 2, and the 2004 Summer Olympics were underway. Since then, they've been underground eating. They're in the dark, they're feeding on roots, 
just living their best lives until the time is right, said Matt Kaysen, an associate professor at West Virginia University who studies cicadas and the fungi that zombify them. And that's when they decide, you know what, it may be time to go up and find a partner. Beginning in late April or early May, once the ground is warm enough, billions of brood X cicadas will be seen across a dozen states stretching from Illinois to the west, Georgia to the south, and New York to the northeast. The young cicadas, called nymphs, claw their way out of the ground and climb up to shed their skins one last time and transform into adults. They will have only a few weeks to sing, mate, and begin the cycle again. There are seven species of North American periodical cicadas, all in the genus Magicicada. Four species live on a 13-year cycle and three for 17 years. This year's emergence is a group containing all three 17-year species, Brood X, so named because it was the 10th in an arbitrary naming system designed in 1898 by the entomologist Charles Lester Marlott. However, the group's other name, the, East, the Great Eastern Brood, is far more deceptive. Most of the world's over 3,000 species of cicada don't make quite as dramatic an entrance. While they take two to five years to grow up, at least some adults of these annual species show up every summer and in much smaller numbers. Uh, yeah, you know, cicadas, they're loud, they're annoying, but uh, to see, you know, just swarms of them would be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sound bite I was going for. There you go. The screaming goat. <laughs> screaming goat. Yikes. All right. And then back to the lighter side again with our final story in Animal Tales. <laughs> A middle-aged couple of giant pandas in Hong Kong theme park have mated for the first time in more than 10 years after finally enjoying a period of privacy thanks to the coronavirus lockdown. Ying Ying and Li Li have been at Ocean Park since 2007. Ying Ying and a Ping Ping. But despite the encouragement of zookeepers, they had shown little inclination to have sex while daily hordes of visitors were watching their every move. I wouldn't want to either if a bunch of people were watching me. Chinese scientists. That's very, that's very dirty. Chinese scientists, after losing patience with natural breeding, extracted sperm from Lili and artificially inseminated Ying Ying, but this resulted in miscarriages. When the pandemic forced the closure of the park on uh, the 26th of January, the 14-year-olds were halfway through the panda's average lifespan and almost a decade past the start of sexual maturity. But after more than two months of being alone together, the couple have recently shown signs that they were in the mood for love. Local reports say Ying Ying in her estrogen cycle spent more time in the water and let Lili left more scent markings around the enclosure. On Monday morning, the pair were seen cuddling more intensely than usual and then finally did what comes naturally, much to the delight of park managers. The successful natural mating process today is extremely exciting for all of us as the chance of pregnancy via natural mating is higher than by artificial insemination. Michael Booz, executive director for zoological operations and conservation at Ocean Park, noted in a press release. It is not yet clear, though, if Lily is pregnant, but vets say hormone fluctuations and behavioral changes may give clue by late June. We hope to bear wonderful pregnancy news to Hong Kongers this year, Booz said. The article goes on. I will post it on there. Uh, what's crazy that I found out is the gestation period of um, pandas can be anywhere from 72 days to almost an entire year. So it may be really? a year before they actually give birth, which is crazy. That's 
That's nuts. This is why I like the animal tales. You learn some crazy stuff on this thing. And that's why we do it. Well, folks, that does do it for the animal tales. When we come back, uh, we've got a segment called Real Michael Scott's. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we've made it to the final segment of the first hour. But don't fret, there is still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our call-in topic of hurry up and wait. What's the longest line you've ever waited in? Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment that I've titled Real Michael Scotts, we're going to take a look at bosses who uh, bear a resemblance to the character Michael Scott from The Office, played by Steve Carell, who uh, has some very outlandish ideas, does some strange strange things as far as a boss goes uh, you know the office for me i always struggled getting into the show uh, i got to go back and give it a, another chance but i know it's a show that you've enjoyed tony and uh was michael scott one of your favorite characters on there oh, you're muted yeah he was uh he was a good part of the show he was goofball he was funny and uh yeah he was he did some really stupid things. You're just like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> but that made kind of the charm of the show. Is he was such a dingling that it was just it was entertaining. All right. Well, let's go through these, and maybe uh, it'll remind you, Tony, of a boss that you had that uh, pulled a Michael Scott type moment. So uh, let's go ahead and kick this off with real Michael Scotts. I don't want somebody sucking up to me because they think I am going to help their career. I want them sucking up to me because they genuinely love me. <laughs> Just to give you a little bit of the genius that is Michael <laughs> Scott. All right. Uh, this first one, homeschool prom queen says, we had kidnapping drills one day where we learned how not to be kidnapped. Notably, this was a regular boring office in a regular boring suburb. No reason why kidnapping would be on anybody's radar. But uh, you know what? That is the perfect example of a Michael Scott type moment. How not to be kidnapped at your office. Right. How not to finally do that. So <laughs> let's keep moving on with real Michael Scott's. I don't want somebody sucking up to me. Be so uh, this from Big Shoots says we had an anonymous feedback program at work. And our boss was livid with the results, particularly with several comments that he frequently lost his temper in meetings and would yell at us. The more he talked about how incorrect and unfair and hurtful these comments were, the redder and angrier he got until he finally pounded the table and shouted, I do not scream in meetings, okay? Well, sounds like he just proved the point. 
Well, you just proved everybody wrong. So. <laughs> Yikes. All right, moving on. Real life Michael Scott. I don't want somebody sucking up to me. Jezebel Ray says, I had a boss sneak up behind a middle-aged female employee, pick her up, then immediately drop her down saying, I didn't think you weighed that much. He could not stop laughing. He was the principal. This occurred during passing period in a crowded middle school hallway. Oh, you just can't say stuff like that. ruh raggy. Yeah, sounds like uh, harassment charges from here to eternity. Yeah, that's not good. Oof. Not good at all. But stereotypical Michael Scott thing to do. Let's keep rolling Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Talking real life Michael Scott's. I don't want somebody sucking up to me. This from Jaminator says he called an Jaminator. He called an all staff meeting to announce his divorce. Then he instructed our receptionist to lie to his soon to be ex-wife and deny that he was in the office all the time. <laughs> it's no wonder he's uh, getting divorced. Uh, sounds like he was doing a couple things uh, that he probably shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, it sounds like he was definitely up to no good. He was up to some shenanigans. Ooh. You said shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on. We're talking real life Michael Scott's, you know, the office character that uh, was famously played by uh, Steve Carell. I don't want somebody sucking up to me. This from uh, Lemons of Life says he wanted a pomegranate for lunch and they were out of season. But that didn't stop him from sending me on a quest to every grocery store in town in search of a pomegranate. Multiple produce guys laughed at me, but that was the easiest $13 per hour I ever made. And, uh, yeah, it just goes to show that, you know, if a boss has an unreasonable unre request, but you get to leave for a few uh, hours, yeah, might as well take it. Yeah, make absolutely. A few bucks. <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep rolling. Talking real life, Michael Scott. I don't want somebody sucking up to me. This from BolikesGirl105, all right, said, uh, I had a boss once who spent all morning locked in his office. He asked me to come in after lunch when he showed me a handmade graph. He then proceeded to explain that this was his chart of all the sex he had ever had in his life. Oh, no. See, oh, no. See, here it is blank when I, until I joined the army. Then I went to a hooker here. Then they sent me to Vietnam where hookers only charge me $2 per time. That's where you see the big jump. I was on two tours, but then got shot in the face. I came back home, and you see just uh, you see how it just drops to almost nothing? I was astounded. <laughs> oh, no. Mm, drop! Oh, not good. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> no, not very bad. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on. Talking real life, Michael Scott's. I don't want somebody sucking up to me because... Now, this one, uh, the name was deleted, but, uh, you know, as the fiancé of a redhead, I understand. It says, I had a redheaded boss who made us all sit down and watch a training video about how we shouldn't refer to him as a ginger because it was bullying. No one ever had called him that before. <laughs> Apparently, he took it uh, a little too too to heart, but uh, I don't think I've Hey, Scantinamon! <laughs> I've never known anybody with red hair to be offended by the word ginger. Yeah, no, I haven't either. 
you know. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised in this day and age. But uh, that's a conversation for later. Let's keep right. let's keep moving on. Talking real life, Michael Scotts. I don't want somebody sucking up to me. This from Happy Dacty, Happy Dactyl. 31. Happy Dacty, I'm a happy Dacty, but little Dacty is happy. <laughs> it's like Petrie from uh, Peewee's uh, Playhouse. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's where he's from. Lucky was the one from. Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. Lamb Port Time, yeah. All right. Uh, I used Michael Scott as a reference point for an old boss of mine from the moment I started working there. He made Chewbacca noises on the regular because he thought one of my co-workers had a name that sort of vaguely sounded like Chewbacca. It didn't. He used voice-to-text extremely loudly in his office for no reason to send really personal messages, got really excited, and wore a specific vest any time we had after-work outings scheduled, shouted the same seven references to old movies and extremely awkward hip-hop song quotes 100 times a day, and insisted on greeting all of our international co-workers very loudly in their language. They all speak perfect English, of course. And he'd look around... <laughs> and he'd look around for approval afterwards. He'd then fully giggle at everyone's French accents on conference calls. He also told me a lot about an improv show he did for a full year after it happened. I mean, that, that is quintessential Michael Scott behavior. No, that that one for sure is. Like he 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 like you got to be professional. Oh my gosh, that is that's pretty funny though. <laughs> and there were points when I was reading through, I was like, are they talking about you, Tony? <laughs> yeah, because you voice the, gig, the gig, giggly stuff. Yeah, the giggly stuff, the making sounds, the voice texts. There's a lot. Of... The voice, yeah, the voice text definitely uh, guilty of man. They're long. <laughs> I don't do those in front of people. That's usually the only time you get voice text is if I'm driving. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Let's keep rolling on. Real life Michael Scotts. I don't want somebody sucking up to me. This from Hatperv2015 says, uh, I had a boss who used to watch me through a gap in the glass partition between our desks. She wanted to see if I was paying attention during meetings. One day I put a large folder there to cover the gap and she freaked. I still laugh when I think about it. Reminds me back in school where, uh, you know, you had to put those little barriers up when you were taking tests so that nobody could peek over and sneak. Oh, yeah. So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, moving on. Real life Michael Scotts. I don't want somebody sucking up to me. This is from Holman 2001 says my boss insisted that his daughters. Uh, sorry. My boss insisted that his daughters be flower girls in my wedding. I declined. At the reception, he told me that I was spending too much time talking to one person and I needed to work the room more. Apparently, he knows everything there is about, uh, about weddings. You got to work the room, man. That's just the way it goes. You have to work the room. <laughs> and then finally, in real life, Michael Scotts. I don't want somebody sucking up to me. This one from Super Secret Secretary. Says my boss used to carry around a backpack full of hammers, and if you fell asleep at your desk, he started banging a hammer on your desk until you woke up, and then he would autograph the hammer and give it to you as a gift. Actually, that sounds like a, a brilliant move. <laughs> I need a hammer, so I'm just gonna pretend to fall asleep. Oh, hammer time! <laughs> I would drop the whole bag of hammers on the desk. That would be a little more yeah. effective. But uh, in any case, folks, that does it for the first hour of the show. We're headed into the long break. 
Go ahead and use the bathroom, grab yourself some tea, listen to the news, and when we come back, we've got our call-in topic of hurry up and wait, the longest line that you have ever waited in line for. Um, Longest line you've ever waited in line for? That doesn't make any sense. In any case, folks, we'll see you in seven. Seven. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. my hands of this weirdness. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, March 23rd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, you ready for the fastest app? <clears throat> wow, fastest hour of the day. I sure am, buddy. I, this one always goes by really quick and think uh, it's going to fly by real fast. So let's roll. All right. Well, this is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers on our topic of the day. Now, uh, we give the topic 24 hours in advance, give you time to chime in on our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Of course, you can chime in live on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video there and comment. Or, as we've been doing over the last couple weeks, we do Stereo Roulette, where we utilize the Stereo app to uh, chat with either you if you stand uh, in the line, which uh, is actually quite uh, apropos to what we're talking about today, um, or we just grab people at random and ask them the question of the day. Today's question, what is the longest line you have ever waited for um or what's the longest you ever waited in line and and what for so uh this stems from my trip down to see the boys this weekend uh down in southern california not a lot to do right now but one of the things that we were excited about is in hollywood is the funko headquarters now funko makes the uh, vinyl little pops of pretty much every pop culture character you can think of. If you look over Tony's right shoulder, you can see a whole slew of them. Um, and they're fun. They're collectible. Uh, you know, they gain in value. Well, at the Funko headquarters, they have an opportunity or an experience where you can make a pop version of yourself, which they've called uh, Pop People. And so, uh, you know what? I'm going to show the one I made of me. Whoops. Let's see. Right. Minus the glare. There we go. There's the phoenix. That's yeah. us, Christian Phoenix. He's a figure now. <laughs> and so we went down Saturday and uh, got there a little bit later than I guess we probably should have because the line went all the way up and around the block. We stood in line for about an hour until they came out and said, you know, if you're here for the pop people, well, we're sorry it's sold out for the day. So we left. As we were walking out, uh, asked the guy, hey, what time do we have to be here uh, in order to uh, guarantee we get one? And he said, well, yeah, probably before 8 a.m. And so next day we got up early. We got there at 8 a.m., waited 
for the store to open for two and a half hours and then uh, got in obviously made uh, what we needed to make but uh, it was a long line and with a nine-year-old and an 11 year old luckily they did pretty well you know i i was uh, i wasn't uh, um you know, having to entertain them the entire time, which was nice. But uh, in any case, that stems our question for today. What is the longest line you've ever waited in and why? Now, Tony, I'm going to turn it over to you. I assume that uh, yours is something that uh, we were both in together. Um, yes, you you know exactly where I was going with that. And that was uh, 2013 or was it 2014? It was 2014. I think so. It was, it was Comic-Con. And we wanted to get into Hall H, and Comic-Con was in San Diego, and we had to line up in this ridiculous, ridiculous long line. Um, we had booked a hotel, and it was not cheap during that time. We didn't even stay in the room. Like, our stuff stayed there, but we didn't, uh, because this line was so long we had to line up the night before that we had to sleep out in this line in that park. On the concrete. Uh, on the concrete that ran along uh, with the behind the convention center there's a little park and this line wrapped for days just to get into hall h um the thing was is you wanted to get in for the avengers panel uh, and that was the big one it was avengers age of ultron and uh i think we were in line for what about 14 hours it- something Something like that. I mean, there was like we had to tag out. Somebody had to go run to the Seven Eleven down off the gas lamp uh, district and go get some power drinks and some snacks. And we had to take turns doing this. And uh, bathroom breaks. We had to keep going into the Marriott that was yep. right off the beach there. <laughs> Holy cow! I think we saw like celebrities run by. Like we saw CM Punk was jogging past us. Uh, that wrestler, UFC fighter. Um. It was crazy, man. But once we got in, and it was all day. Like, we started, we lined up about, I want to say 10 p.m. the night before, and we were pretty far back at that point. I want to say it was uh, even earlier than that. Because, like, people were lining up. So we're like, should we do it? Is it worth it? I can tell you, in hindsight, I wish we, like, I'm not, I don't regret it because we got to actually be in the same room as Robert Downey Jr. I mean, um chris hemsworth chris evans we were there with every avenger with the exception of scarlett johansson she was the only one that wasn't there that was the day they brought out uh, josh brolin uh when he came out with the thanos glove we saw wanda and vision before they were wanda vision you know we saw all that we saw ant-man uh, paul rudd uh, uh michael douglas we saw so many people in person that they were only a mere feet away from us so yep. Was it worth it? Yeah, but holy hell, it was probably about a 14, 15 hour line. It was long. Yeah, and ultimately. Long, painful. Yes. And we got woken up by sprinklers. You remember that morning? <laughs> I just <do. laughs> the damn sprinklers in that park went off. So you were wet, you were stinky, you were cranky, everything above. But man, the payoff was worth it. But And we saw Dexter, we saw all kinds of. All kinds of stuff, man. All kinds of stuff that day. Yeah. And in hindsight, you know, we would have planned a little more appropriately, uh, brought some things to, you know, comfortably lay on, some good snacks, things along those lines. But you know what? It was the first time we had waited in there. And so, uh, you know, it's the way it goes. But uh, as you mentioned, 
we certainly don't regret it. Well, folks, we are opening it up to you guys. We want to find out what is the longest line you've ever waited in and why. We're headed into our break. When we come back, it is all about you. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we are asking you guys, what's the longest line you've ever waited in? And why? Before the break, we talked about uh, my experience over the weekend over at Funko headquarters in Hollywood, uh, having to come back twice and wait in line. And then uh, Tony mentioned the time that uh, he and I went down to San Diego Comic-Con in 2014 and waited 14, 15, maybe even 16 hours in line just to get into Hall H to see all of the Avengers assembled quite literally. So uh, that's what we want to hear is longest line you've ever waited in. Does it beat our uh, 15, 16-hour marathon? Well, we want to know about it. Now, uh, Tony, I assume you reached out to our usual group of folks to find out uh, what they said. Anybody reply back? Yeah, got quite a few today, actually, so this nice. is good. And also, our payoff, we got to see a scene from Age of Ultron before that was ever released. So we saw the scene where Cap tried to lift the the hammer and he got it up a bit so we saw that way before so that was definitely worth it and real quick was that the same year that the uh, guy two uh, rows behind us got stabbed in the eye with the pen oh, oh maybe yeah it was oh. okay <laughs> yeah it was yes yeah i was like i forgot about that i was too jazzed um so our friend jamie she chimed in and she said omg the dmv i would literally pay someone to just go there for me Every time I go, it is always an extremely long wait. And obviously, we know DMV. It's you got to go there for the registration or the license. It's one of the two. And hey, I share I share the same sentiment with that. Uh, DMVs can be a pain. And there's can. there's no fun payoff at the end. There really isn't. You pay them to stand in that line. Yep. Uh, Shay chimed in. She said the DMV to get my damn license when I moved to Idaho. She didn't say how long she waited, but I can imagine if it's much like Jamie, it's hours upon hours. It's lengthy. I mean, it could ruin your damn day if you go at the wrong time. Oh, yeah. Sure. Make an appointment. Uh, This one will be uh, up uh, up to our par. This is pretty dang close, actually, if not uh, really, really close. Probably beats us. But Mike waited... 15 hours for the Wii. He got there about 9 a.m. until midnight at the time when the Nintendo Wii dropped. He had a friend come hang out part of the time there. Everyone watched for everyone else in line. They kept a list of names. They kept it orderly so you were able to get up and go. Lacey went and she hung out with Michael half the day but then couldn't do the rest and had to take off. So, you know, that is one of the things. Back in the day, there was no such thing as pre-orders and all that stuff. And if you wanted the hot new system, man, you were camping out. You were hanging out, and you did by any means necessary to get that system. Uh, I remember waiting in a long line for the PlayStation 2 and was unsuccessful, but I didn't wait <laughs> uh, 15 hours. So, Mike, yeah. that's an Iron Man wait there, buddy. For sure. And th- uh, Stacy. oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, do you have anybody else? 
Oh yeah. Stacy said Disneyland every time. Always long lines. Worth the rides, but always long lines. And I remember the longest Disneyland uh, Disneyland ride that uh, line that we waited in was that one year when uh, Captain Evo was still at uh, uh, Space Mountain. I swear to God, that Space Mountain line didn't move. You nope. and I stood out there for. I, it felt like ever. Yeah, dude, I think it was riding. probably close to two hours. It was a long wait. Oof. Um, Yvonne chimed in and said, Minions at Universal Studios stood in line for an hour and didn't even get to ride the ride as it broke. <laughs> True story. And you and I, uh, Tony, actually, in that regard, had a opposite where they weren't even technically open yet. We were walking by and this cast members, employees walked up and said, Hey, you want to ride the new Minions ride? And we walked right yeah. in, right on, rode, rode it. it before it was ever a thing. Yeah. Yep. I think we did it two or three times total. Yeah, it was good. I was hoping they were going to do that with the Velocicoaster, uh, the Velociraptor one, because they mm. bust, they took the walls down so you could watch it, and they kept running it and running it. But uh, not so much. No one ever got on. Not that I saw. Uh, Jenny Wink chimed in. There's a lot of participation today. See, it I love pays it. to uh, reach out ahead of time, like early, early, and you get more. Uh, Jenny has uh, the line on the way out of Burning Man. It took 14 hours, 14 hours to leave Burning Man. It was a nightmare. After being out there for so long, all you want to do is get home and shower. took 14 hours to leave. Now, a line she waited to get into um, was at the Reno Rodeo. She went to the Jack Tent line. And because her friend Ben was in there trying to hit on a young, on all the hot young chicks, and she wanted to ruin his party, so Morgan, her friend Morgan, and her waited in this long ass line to talk to young people in there, young twenties, and we were in our mid thirties. One guy even asked if we were roommates, so we just laughed so hard. When we walked in, um, Ben was so shocked he was like, "F, Jenny and Morgan are here." Which, by the way, Morgan was his babysitter um she works with ben and he's cocky and thinks he's so cool and she loved the moment that they just ruined it so it was well <laughs> worth the long ass line to do so so you know these are great these are great stories yep. and i appreciate you all taking the time to message me back with your long line story so and a lot that is all i got today which was actually quite a bit so. yeah and along the lines of you know leaving burning man you know you and i tony have been to numerous festival type shows and uh leaving is always a pain in the ass you know we would try you know if there's a big band that we were seeing and we knew what the encore songs were we tried to hit the you parking did. lot during the encore so we could get out of there because if you didn't it could sometimes take two hours just to leave the parking oh, lot. It's a nightmare. We're staying for the entire show, if you're not front row, dead center, and you're somewhere in the back, dude, get the hell out of there. <laughs> like, you leave. We've, we have, we've left during many shows just uh, to avoid the uh, getting out of there, especially Red Rocks. Holy oh, yeah. crap. Magical place to see a show. Oh, yeah. A damn nightmare to get out of there. Holy crap. Yep. One it's way in, one way out. That's it. Yeah. It's brutal. It's brutal to get out, for sure. <laughs> the other thing that reminded me is when you were talking about uh, Mike waiting in line for the Wii. Uh, in 99, I was supervisor of a uh, movie theater. And, of course, that's when Star Wars Episode One came out. People were losing their minds that there were new Star Wars after, you know, 20-some-odd years. 
And people camped out for days before that movie came out. There were tents pitched. There were people just, you know, hanging out. And uh, literally, you know, I think two or three days before the movie came out, being a supervisor, you know, obviously I was also the uh, projectionist, so able to cut the movie together and had to watch the movie in order to make sure that everything fit together the way it was supposed to. So I got to see it a couple days early, and I took great joy in leaving the theater and walking by people and saying, "Meh, it was okay." <laughs> That's nice. It's kind of a it's kind of a dick move, but it's still funny. It is. I like it, but it's fun. At least, at least you didn't spoil the end, so that's no. good. <laughs> I, I thought about, uh, or at least dropping a uh, um, a fake spoiler just to get people upset. Yeah. But you know, man, man, I can't believe Obi Wan dies in this one. Right? What? <laughs> Little did we know he was Qui Gon. But yeah. uh, in any case, you know that that was a lot of fun. But I would never sleep out for a movie for two to three days. Just no, just ridiculous. No. It doesn't. Yeah, make any would sense. Would you do? Me. Would you do the Hall H line again? Like if there was something big, would you? Would you say? Would you stand in a fourteen-hour line again? I would if we pre-planned properly. So maybe like I agree. A blow-up bed. Back. Battery chargers, enough to put on your phones. See, back then, there wasn't, like, the unlimited data plans. It wasn't like you could just sit and watch your phone. You could be on your phone, but there wasn't near as much uh, digital, like, distract you at at your fingertips. Exactly. And, you know, it was, the it was nin- tough, man. It's just, dude, taking your hoodie, like, taking it off to use it as a pillow on that rock-hard floor or ground in that park, ouch. Yeah, yeah, and of course my you know ten almost ten year old older body now would not be able to do that same same thing. I, I would I yeah. luxury it up a little bit, and then obviously as we get closer to the front, you know, designate one of us to run everything back to the hotel room, uh, so that way you know we we would stand in line there at the very end without those creature comforts, but uh, enjoy the ones that we did have. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, you know, that we have so much good interaction with that one. We don't even have time to get to the stereo app. What about I that? I know, which I know. Well, I was looking forward to the stereo app. We haven't done it in a while. I, you know, it's always fun to do, but uh, it's one of actually my favorite segments. I love the radio <laughs> app. So, uh, but hey, I appreciate everyone's uh, participation and, uh, and all that good stuff. Yeah. So thank you guys for always uh, supporting and, uh, putting it out there for us it's awesome absolutely and well i'm sure we'll get to it tomorrow in fact uh, after the break we'll let you guys know what tomorrow's call-in topic is so that way you can pre-plan as we would have at comic-con and let us know what you think but uh, with that being said folks that does it for the interactive portion of this show when we come back we've got a segment called 90s kids you won't want to miss it don't go anywhere Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a little thing we talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topic of the day, 
which we just finished up. And if you want to do that, give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, tomorrow's call-in topic is life's a roller coaster. If somebody were to make a roller coaster based on your life, what kind of roller coaster would it be? Would it be the most terrifying, death-defying roller coaster you've ever seen? Or would it be a ho-hum kitty ride that, uh, you know, just sort of goes around and no excitement at all? You know, it's a, it's a metaphorical question, but we're asking it nonetheless. And uh, that's why we give it to you guys 24 hours in advance so you can call us on the Phoenix line. Now, with this next segment that we've titled 90s Kids, uh, one of our friends from high school reached out uh, a little bit earlier asking if it was possible to burn a file onto a DVD that he's using for an event this weekend. And uh, surprisingly, it's hard to come by. And so uh, Tony tagged me in it, reached out. Luckily, I do have a DVD uh, rewritable drive, and so I'm happy enough to do that for him. But it got me thinking about, uh, you know, what other things about growing up as a 90s kid, uh, you know, have we sort of lost perspective on? And we like to wax nostalgic occasionally here on the show. So we're going to do just that. Tony and I are fortunate enough to be kids of both the 80s and 90s. You know, our younger years were in the 90s. Our older kid years were in the 90s. Sorry. Our younger kid years were in the 80s. Our older kid years were in the 90s. And uh, it's always fun to look back and think about, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So with that being said, let's go ahead and roll on into our 90s kids segment. And let's use... Hold on to your butts. We'll use that one as our transition. So... First one, the I grew up with no internet starter pack. It's four pictures. Solitaire, Microsoft Paint, Minesweeper, and one that I totally forgot about but absolutely loved, Space Cadet 3D Pinball. Do you remember that one, Tone? I do remember that. Didn't play that one as much, though, because not all the computers had that. Mm -hmm. But definitely a lot of Solitaire and Minesweeper. A lot of that. I loved Minesweeper. That one was fun. That was always my go-to if I finished up a a project early in um, Computer Lab. Solitaire was eh, a little boring for me. Yeah. (laughs) Those those are about the only two that ever worked. Now, when you go to the 80s, I remember playing a lot of Odell Lake and um, Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Yes. Those are the two. Oh, yeah. I miss those ones. Let's <laughs> keep rolling on. We're talking 90s kids. Hold on to your butts. Waxing, waxing nostalgic as a 90s kid. How about uh, anyone else get mesmerized by the Windows 95 screensaver as a kid with the pipes that uh, were 3D would yes. go through? And, it, you know, just one of those things that uh, there was nothing else to do. Screensaver came on and you would just watch it for minutes on end. Just seeing yeah. what it would do. <laughs> it was always neat to just watch what the thing would do around the screen. You're like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on. Talking 90s kids. Hold on to your butts. This one, 90s teacher. You aren't always going to have a calculator in your pocket. Me now. Of course, there's a meme of Leonardo DiCaprio from uh, Django Unchained, that famous meme, him holding an iPhone, you know, with yeah. that, that, that cocky look on his face. Yeah, we've got calculators in our pockets all that day. That was the thing. I do remember actually being told that a lot as a kid. Well, you better, you better learn it because you're not going to have a calculator on you. It's like, well... 
Not only will I have a calculator, but I will also have a device that tells me what the answer is if I just need to know without exactly. trying to figure it out. Which in turn makes me kind of stupid. But <laughs> it does. You ever notice like you, you you still have the skills to do it the old school way, but you're like, I'm why? Gonna take a roundabout. It's gonna take around about two years to get to that point. Just hey Siri, what is this? <laughs> exactly. Done. That's all it is. Did she pop on for you? She did. She said, I'm not sure I understand. I muted her, so you're not going to, <laughs> not going to hear British Siri. But, yeah, she did understand me. All right. Fair enough. Let's keep moving on, talking about things that uh, 90s kids will understand. Hold on to your butts. This one, 2020 parents, we have to open schools. What are we supposed to do? Just leave our children home alone for hours? Parents of the 80s and 90s, of course, it's that meme of the puppet who's side-eyeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our parents just dude, left us home alone. There was dude. I was left home alone a lot. It was just like, don't play with, don't, don't play with fire. Be on your best behavior and look after your sister. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, and- which you know usually it was is just me planted in front of the TV watching a movie or right. in the afternoon or something or Fox yeah. afternoon. We turned out just fine, and it's funny yeah. because you think about it, and uh, you know we used to take off on our bikes, you know, for hours Ooh. on end and go miles away. And then, you know, when it started getting dark, we'd come home and there was no issues. Yep. You know, now parents is like, don't leave the block. Let me know if you're going anywhere. It's like. That was that was always the key. If you, when it got to be dusk, you better go check in because dinner was about ready. Or if you heard, for me, it was like my mom sometimes. You could hear the, Tony, Shana. <laughs> Time to go. Yeah. Parents, so. I think, definitely had louder voices back then out of necessity. Yeah. Definitely. So, but yeah, that was the thing, man. There's no cell phones. There was nothing to nope. to give you a warning. You had no really concept of time unless it got dark. And then, and even then, you were ready after you ate to go back out and do it again. Back in our have, day, we had to navigate by the sun and the stars. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on. We're talking '90s kids. Hold on to your butts. Here's one that applies specifically to uh, what happened today. One day, each of us burned a CD for the last time, but we didn't know it was the last time. For me, I think I might know it's the last time, but uh, it's true. At some point, we just stopped burning CDs. We did. I used to make a lot of mixed CDs for car rides, you know, yeah. road trips, like before MP3. And and I think the end of it was when you could put MP3s on the CDs. So then all of a sudden, instead of having your... 14 you know anywhere from 10 to 14 tracks uh you could put on hundreds of tracks which was great because man making big cds was a pain in the ass if you only had 75 minutes to work with and then it's like up oh, you're over so then you had to sacrifice the song off your killer mix exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i think my last cd i burned dude was probably 2012 2013 it's 2013 was the last one I did. Wow. More recently yeah. than I would have expected, but uh, it makes yeah. sense. All right. But it was in the MP3 form, and it was a uh, a gift to the ex-wife. It was like here's here's a rock track, and it was like all breakup songs and how I was feeling at the time. <laughs> and she's like, "Huh? Was there any meaning behind these songs?" I go, "No, I just thought they were cool." No, they spoke. They were very much a soundtrack of of the crap and the stuff I was going through. Yeah, fair enough. Well, along those lines, let's keep moving on with 90s kids. Hold on to your butts. 
here's a meme that you know you see quite often. It's a, a young girl helping a little old lady. And of course, next to the little old lady, it says, I used to have a little fake cassette with a headphone wire to trick my car into playing an iPod. And the Dude. little girl says, sure, Grandma, let's get you to bed. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Dude, it, you remember the stupid little cassette thing you had to stick in there and it had the wire you would hook up your Discman yep. to it? Like, Because we were too, like you, the initial cars didn't have CD players. So that was your thing. If you couldn't afford to go get a cool Pioneer system or an Alpine for your car, you had to stick the, the little cassette in there, which had that dumb wire. Mm-hmm. You plugged it in, and then you just prayed that it didn't skip. So yeah. um, I just want to give a shout-out to Alan. I know you keep reaching out, buddy. I can't answer the phone right now, and I can't respond to the messages. But thank you for watching, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know, along the lines of praying that it doesn't skip, I even had one of those little um, spring uh, shelves that you would put on your dash that you would stick the CD player on, so it sort of floated a little bit. That way, if you hit a bump, it would lessen the chance of it skipping. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I know you had to be careful. Actually, the first really cool sound system I encountered was yours. Uh, it, it was that the Jeep. That you had, like, uh-huh. I hadn't heard Megadeth have bass. It was like, I think it's how we, one of the uh, first times we hung out, and you had uh, Symphony of Destruction playing, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was in your Jeep, and it just had this, you had a bass tube back there, and it was, yeah, it was killer sound for the time, so. Well, and obviously, you know, doing what I do now, audio has always been a, a big part of my life, and of course, uh, you know, I always wanted to listen to the music the way it was intended to be heard. But uh, let's keep rolling on. We're talking 90s kids. Hold on to your butts. Uh, This was always my favorite day in school, especially if you had a substitute teacher. They would wheel in that cart that had the TV on it, had the uh, VHS player, and it was always the same cart with the strap over the TV. uh, Always. Loved those days. Absolutely loved them. You knew it was going to be, you know, in hindsight... I remember it being kind of boring. I'm like, oh no, we gotta watch a history video. Who would have known when you got older like that? You like, you have an interest in it. You're like, oh, these are cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, they're great. Granted, they're a lot better. So, um, or, or three days it, of roots. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those were awful. Or Anne of Anne and Green Gables. I oh, remember we had to watch that. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> but if you had like, uh, yeah, Mr. Reinhardt, it was cool because you were gonna watch. Either Titanic or you're watching some cool ocean movie. This was cool, man. <laughs> yeah. I liked when Reinhardt busted it out. It was a good time. If it was the other people, sometimes it was kind of sketch. You didn't know what you were going to get. Exactly. Let's keep moving on. Talking 90s kids. Hold on to your butts. This one. Uh, before the internet, some dude in middle school would tell you that a kid from a TV commercial exploded from eating Pop Rocks with Coke, and you'd just go around believing it for the next 20 years. I think we all fell into that. <laughs> Yeah, you just like, oh, we can't do that. Or what was the other one? The Pepto-Bismol and the soda? Like, you couldn't give that to, like, the pigeons or something? Yeah, no, it was the uh, yeah. Alka-Seltzer tablets. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> I remember that being a big rumor thing. Never tried it, but I remember that being a thing. But the Pop Rocks and soda, totally remember that. Oh, yeah. And then finally, growing up as a 90s kid. Hold on to your butts. Parents in the 90s, don't sit too close to the TV. You'll damage your eyes. Kids in 2021, Oculus Quest, looking around. Uh, oh, yeah. No truth to that whatsoever. No. 
But truth that I should have listened to my parents earlier was um, going to concerts. Like, eh, my mom used to say, yep. you might want to wear earplugs. I'm like, ah, I'm not going earplugs. Ah, you know, horns up. <laughs> now you we're know. paying for it. Well, folks. Oh, yeah, that definitely has an effect on things. Exactly. <laughs> that does it for this segment of 90, 90s Kids. When we come back, we've, uh, we're heading into the final segment. We're at the end. Yeah. yeah. This is fast. Time for this day in history. Mm. Folks, do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we did it. We made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? No, God! <laughs> hey. No, God, please, no! That no! was fitting. No! <laughs> we talked Steve Carell no! earlier. Boy, he just keeps going on. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it, I figured it was fitting since it was a Michael Scott kind of day. How to get him in somehow. So. Love it. While you're yeah. there, folks, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends, because why, Tony? <laughs> Sharing is caring. I just have to say, too, when you go back and watch The Office, that particular episode where that's from is hilarious because he has that ongoing thing with the HR guy, Toby, and he hates Toby. And it just like just that made me think back of that episode. Just There's some funny stuff on there. All right. All right. I'll, I'll... I'll have to go back and watch it. You know, maybe we'll watch it together and we'll have discussions or something. I don't know. It's... I'd like to go back and watch it, too. I haven't seen it in a long time. Fair enough. I like it. Well, folks, yeah. being that this is the final segment of the show, we like to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Us in the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. This Day in History, with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. Much appreciated. Let's go ahead and kick things off with This Day in 1775. Patrick Henry proclaims, give me liberty or give me death in a speech in favor of Virginian troops joining the U.S. Revolutionary War. Something I'm sure we have all heard at some point in our life. Absolutely. Excellent. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1808, Napoleon's brother Joseph takes the throne of Spain. I wonder if he celebrates the same way that uh, Napoleon does by getting a piggly wiggly trough down at the local ferals. Excellent! You always know when it's coming, Tom. You say Napoleon, you know what's coming around. <laughs> it just also reminds me of uh, my ex-girlfriend's uh, sister's dog. It was like it was, the dog's name was Champ, and they called him Champoleon the Napoleon. <laughs> what I find funny is that uh, you have Napoleon Bonaparte and his brother, Joseph. <laughs> yeah. My name's Napoleon Bonaparte, which is Joseph. 
Right. Apparently, that's par- cool. That's a cool name, Joseph. It's cool. Parents gave up on a cool name. Uh, and apparently, he talks like Doctor Evil too. Right. Let's I move- just think if more bad people talk like Doctor Evil, life would just be great. Oh, and, and it'd be easier to identify them too. So. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to really get out all the product tonight. I'm not messing around here. I'm gonna need you to double stack things. They need to be out on the floor. Snow bueno. Well, you it know, would make it make bad bosses better. I'm telling. You. There you go. Well, you know who's not a bad guy this day in 1857. Elisha Otis installs his first elevator at 488 Broadway in New York City. Of course, anytime you look at most elevators, they are made by the Otis Elevator Company. Again, I oh, that is true. Still not sure I'd want to be the first one to ride in that elevator. No, well, and I thought his name was Alicia, so I'm glad you clarified it was Elisha, and he has a little girly haircut. Yeah, <laughs> he has a wicked, he has a wicked ass good man beard. Like it's very manly. He's got a badass he's beard. Like, yeah, but man, his haircut this is very girly. It's like little Debbie, like a little snack cake chick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you created elevators. I ain't got no room to say anything. You did more than I ever did, but uh, <laughs> you know. Just being a uh, a commentating judger here, that's all. There you go. Let's keep moving on. This day in 1929, the first telephone is installed at the president's desk under the Hoover administration at the White Hoover. House. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> I'm so glad that that's not uh, what they decided to go with as far as answering the telephone. I like ahoy, hoy. It's Mr. Burns, man. <laughs> ahoy, hoy. Uh, let's move on. This day in 1931, uh, Indian independence fighters Bhagat Singh, Shivaram Rajguru, and Sakdev Thapar are hung after conducting an assassination and a bombing. Their request to be shot by a firing squad is refused. Fatality. That- BSSR and ST, man. What a way to go. I'm not saying their names. Those are too hard. Yeah, yeah those were tough ones to go I'm, through. I'm proud of you. You did, but... That, but BS there, uh, he looks uh, he looks like he's going on the jungle cruise. Right. He's ready to go. <laughs> he's ready to go cruising on the jungle cruise. I wonder if he's ever seen the backside of water. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Let's keep rolling. Oh, yeah, that movie, I'm looking forward to seeing that with The Rock and Emily Blunt. That could issue. be fun. This day in 1936, physician Joseph G. Hamilton injects a leukemia patient with a sodium radiostope. First intravenous injection of a human with radiostopes, uh, obviously, so they can track and see um, where the leukemia is affecting. And, uh, you know, again, way back in 1936, innovating medicine to the point that uh, it's helping people today. Yeah. Hey, kudos to Joseph Gilbert Hamilton. I mean, that's his physician. I don't want to stick anything in me. That guy's frightening. <laughs> I've come here to give you a shot of leukemia needles. Ting, ting. Like the dude freaks me out. He looks like he looks like something out of a horror movie I'd review on Jimmy's show. Probably. Pop culture kaboom. Check it out. KMBC.org. Sunday nights. <laughs> Shameless plug. This day yeah. in 1938, Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis. That's a hell of a name. Freeze, <laughs> freeze 74 St. Louis Cardinals minor league players. Freeze them from what? I don't know. Again. I would say if it was 2021, uh, frickin' the Momforts, they released Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals for free. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Full circle. Full circle. Moving on. But yeah, this- that makes no sense. Uh, and, and you're right. What a name. Kennesaw Mountain Landis. 
He didn't look like happy, does he? He looks no, kind of pissed no. off. A lot of people back in those olden times didn't look all that happy. You look like you had to take a dump. <laughs> Let's move on. This day in 1945, the Swallow Sidecar Company, headed by William Lyons, agrees to change its name to Jaguar. Or if you're British, Jaguar. Jaguar. Hey, hell of a name change right there. Could you imagine? What kind of car do you drive? The Swallow. <laughs> no, it sucks. No, it swallows. <laughs> that it does. Oh. I probably should have said that joke. It's a family show. Uh, this day in 1973, the U.S. collectively cried when Yoko Ono is granted permanent residence in the U.S. That's right, thing. Christian. I'm your favorite lady here. What? I'm a musician. What I don't a... know what kind of... I smoke crack. One of it's these days, language. I'm going to pull up one of her songs just so people can share in my misery of Yoko Ono. I'm going to have to YouTube. I don't know how she talks. I just I just tried to think of Dr. Cracky and not go super Asian and get offensive. I'll have one ready for the next time we talk about it. All right. Uh, Moving on this date in 1979. Larry Holmes TKO's Osvaldo Ocasio in seven for the heavyweight boxing title. Never heard of uh, Oscio. I've heard of Larry Holmes, though. Yeah. Down goes Acacio. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1994. I never knew this happened, but Howard Stern formally uh, announces his libertarian run for New York governor. You know, have Howard Stern of WNBC. WNBC, not to be accused with KNBC. Uh, oh, and then I'm sure I was plugging the hell out of uh, pop culture movies. Yeah, right. I know Jimmy will appreciate it. All right, and then finally, in this day in history, this day in 2007, after some initial hesitation, Emma Watson signs on to appear as Hermione in the final three Harry Potter films. So glad she did. It just rounded out. And it wouldn't have been the same if she wasn't there. No, no. And they would have had to recast it. It would have been strange. It would have been weird. But uh, great movies, nonetheless, uh, mostly because of her inclusion in it. Yeah, she was awesome. Um, I actually, you know what I just watched uh, the other night was uh, This is the End, that Seth Rogen won, oh. and uh, how they all play themselves. The, just the fact that Emma Watson played herself was, was great, and I like that they could pay, you know poke fun at, Hermione and all that on there. Yeah, I, <laughs> that I've, was... been, I've been waiting for that to pop back up on streaming services so I could watch oh, it. Well, don't worry. It's on the old voodoo, buddy. Woo-hoo! Check it out. <laughs> all right. And then finally, before we head out for the day, let's run down some of today's holidays, shall we? Where we talk about the things that we, we like to celebrate. For instance, today is American Diabetes Association Alert Day. Be alert. So be, be alert. Careful. It is Cuddly Kitten Day. Along the yeah, same, I like the little, I like little kitties and the cuddle with me, little kitties. Along the same lines, it's also National Puppy Day. All right. Oh, even better! I, I'll cuddle with a puppy over a kitty. It is National Agriculture Day. If you like those cows, okay. it is National Chia Day. Ooh, get yourself a baby Yoda Chia. <laughs> it is National Near Miss Day. I've always had a problem with that phrase because a near miss would be a hit. Doesn't make any sense. It is National Melba Toast Day. I'll pass. What I won't pass on is National Chip and Dip Day. I know you're a big fan of that tone. Chip and Dips. Yummy snacks. <laughs> it is World Meteorological Day. So if you like the okay. weather, 
It is okay day, so okay. And finally, it is, we were just talking uh, Harry Potter, it is Ravenclaw Pride Day. So if you're a Ravenclaw, Ooh, take some pride in that. Ravenclaw. Folks, that does it for our Tuesday episode. We will be back tomorrow on a Wednesday with Words Are Hard. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and we will see you all then. Peace.